Hello, I'm Greg Ferron. I'm a fat loss coach who helps busy professional women get strong, fit and healthy through lifestyle, nutrition and training. But guess what? We also cover the mindset aspect too, because you can't have the body you want without the mind you want. So on this podcast, you're going to meet people like mindset, nutrition, lifestyle, business, all the things to help you level up your game at any time of your life. Hello and welcome to the Greg Ferron podcast with your host Greg Ferron and today I've got the amazing Candice Weymouth back. It's been what about a year now since we we caught up on the podcast so welcome back to the show. Thank you it's nice to be back. Um, yeah it's been about a year. Wow so what's been going on in that year? Well since last year I, I was pregnant um, so I, I now have a baby girl who's four and a half months old um so yeah it's been an exciting year with lots going on wow and that must be a big change for you because obviously you were you know running a you had a gym set up you had loads of stuff going on that must be a big change for you right yeah definitely um I was uh, I think the word I wouldn't want to say deluded but I had a vision for my business um, post baby and things didn't quite go that way mm-hmm. um, but also like the journey in itself being pregnant the changes that you go through mentally physically the hormonal changes um, the social changes all of that is it has a big impact on on women and I think it's not talked about that much like you know we all know the, the physical changes you know you grow in a baby but some of the other things that you don't think are issues actually are. Um, so yeah, it's been a, a a really challenging year, but you know, rewarding at the same time. Awesome, awesome. So obviously, we caught up. When did we catch up? Was it like December time or when? I think we... it was earlier. I think it was um, December, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was indeed. Cool. So, what has changed? And you were, you were just talking to and alluding to the whole kind of changes that have happened so what's happened for you so um I knew I knew having a baby was going to be challenging um not only am I self-employed but I made a decision to bring up the baby by myself Mm -hmm. so I knew that in terms of support um you know what I wouldn't want to say what normal people have but what lots of people have at home with supportive partners I didn't I knew I didn't have Mm -hmm. but then also being self-employed and having to keep things ticking over just to just to get by I didn't have a I don't have a normal maternity or employment to, to help so that's been really challenging um things were set up in place in terms of in-person clients I had mm-hmm. and coaches I hired a team of coaches to continue working with them and look after my clients but then certain things were happening, client, uh, coaches were poaching clients. So there was all of that going on as well. Mm. Um, but I feel like four months on, we've moved into an online direction. Those that are still having coaches are working really well. The coaches I now have are, are awesome, super supportive. So we're now at a better place in terms of you know business. And, and routine and lifestyle, really, we, we now know each other a little bit. So I know 
what she needs and how to help her with what she needs instead of just oh my god you're crying again and I don't know what to do <laughs> no, just feed her just feed her just she wants food awesome. yeah. so one of the things I, I noticed you, you were training all pretty much all the way through pregnancy is that correct yeah yeah I trained right up until about 38 weeks 38 and a half weeks pregnant Mm. and she was born when I was 41 weeks so it was about yeah two and a half weeks but I just had a bit more rest and downtime and I was actually made to to stay at home and (laughs) wait for the baby so someone had to physically tell you you must stay at home and you don't have to train and relax uh yeah the last couple weeks I I did a lot of walking Mm -hmm. I was trying to walk her out um but yeah my family were like enough now you need to rest and did you find training all the way through your pregnancy was really good for you yeah massively so not only because I wanted to maintain as much strength as I could and stay supple and mobile Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't about lifting pbs or you know trying to be as strong as i possibly could be it was just simply moving um i knew that labor was pending and that was going to be an endurance event like no other so you know i wanted the strength for that and then for my recovery as well Mm -hmm. um but at the same time it helped me mentally just to continue my normal routine and and actually you know feel the benefits that your, your body go through whilst exercising well I guess it's I guess it's easier if you I guess for a lot of ladies they generally tend to stop training as soon as they kind of get the I'm pregnant you know notification and then it, it, they stop training and then obviously it's harder to get back because it's such a long time yeah definitely and it's it's funny how there's a generation view upon training now um my my mum my auntie and some of my older clients really couldn't get their head around why I was training the way I was Mm. and you know why I just wasn't just resting or I I don't know what pregnant women do obviously (laughs) this is the (laughs) first time I've gone through it but um I kept you know I I, I'm not I wasn't unwell I was able and physically able to carry on Mm-hmm. So uh, to me it made sense too but yeah I had a lot of um a lot of stick off off people I had to uh, prove this was there was research behind pregnant mm-hmm. women exercising for all of these reasons I was constantly having to refer back to research and share articles with those that were giving me that advice yeah because I think I saw I saw a lady once who was like still lifting and she was still doing overhead squats and, and there was a big outcry about it going she's crazy like why is she doing that why she's pregnant so yeah. you think that needs to change right that attitude needs to change yeah definitely I think there's a lot of um fear around it mm-hmm. and and there are things you need to avoid and be careful of um obviously you are growing a human and your your body's changing there's hormones are affecting you know ligaments tissues Mm -hmm. and your energy levels aren't the same so there's lots of you need to be mindful around your training um but you can still do a lot of what you were able to do before and obviously it still depends on you know your level of of experience with training as well Mm -hmm. if somebody was brand new and had never exercised or lifted weights or trained in resistance 
manner before mm-hmm. then I wouldn't encourage them to do it throughout their pregnancy I would you know advise them to stick with things they've done similarly to you know prior to being pregnant but yeah there's lots of women who have trained really hard and then all of a sudden they get pregnant and they just stop and yeah they're they're scared which I get Mm. well it's really weird right because I love animals yeah I'm David Attenborough is my hero yeah and I was watching a program and the lions like they were pregnant but they were still hunting like they were still jumping on buffaloes and stuff it's crazy so what really makes us different really yeah yeah and and that makes sense because it's it's survival for them isn't it like Mm. they have to continue hunting to to live yeah and see the next day or or I don't know how lions I don't know how (laughs) often lions hunt and how long that lasts but I would say we're the same yeah doing things that are normal Mm. should just be incorporated um into pregnancy and and as soon as possible afterwards cool so are there any things that women have to do specifically? Because I used to run a gynecology and maternity unit, so I've seen the whole gamut of what happens, what needs to happen. But is there anything that women should be doing and checking before they get back to training after having a baby? Yeah, so I know that um, most women have like a, um, a postnatal check. Some women have, um, you know, more thorough um, pelvic floor checks. Mm-hmm. I did I didn't have that I just had a, a case of like you know a couple questions over the phone how are you feeling blah 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 blah, and thankfully I was okay I had a c-section so I knew that I needed to take a little bit more care in terms of my return to exercise and mm-hmm. I very much advise women to listen to their body and and take it slow and that's really hard to I mean I'm a personal trainer I'm from a sporting background it was really hard for me to to do that but at the same time I could feel how my body was was recovering I could feel how um you know I have a I have a scar and it was pulling and you know I know that this it wasn't normal so yeah you really need to to listen to your body and just take it slow and I always advise just body weight movements to begin with mm-hmm. you know, that's always enough mm-hmm. and then and then just build from there but at the same time there's so many professionals out there to, who who would be willing to give a, those that advice to keep women safe cool so what's changed in your training since obviously the c-section what's what are, we, what are you doing differently so um my core strength is the weakest it's, it's ever been um so obviously I, I had a separation of my abdominal muscles which is really common yep and um there's there's a term for it but I always say it wrong so I'm not even gonna say it ever. Was, that's why I'm gonna do it diastasis recti yeah yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah and I still have that mm-hmm. I could feel that certain body weight movements that I was comfortable and capable of doing before mm-hmm. were just weren't happening because I just didn't have the core strength yeah um so I've been really focusing on full body range movements um moving a lot through my hips you know lots of squats lunges but you know keeping the weight really minimal and just body weight's been enough for me Mm -hmm. and um doing the breathing exercises to help repair and help you know bring my core back together Mm -hmm. um I'm 18 I think we're 19 weeks now Mm -hmm. postnatal, so that is starting to improve but um 
I still do have a bit of separation there. So, and I think the key though, that, like you said, is is time and patience, right? It's like anything; yeah. you have to give it time and patience. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And I know it's really hard to do because I knew what my physical capabilities were before mm-hmm. having a baby. Yeah, and you know, it's hard to be patient sometimes, but um, I have no choice. I, I I cannot risk injury now whilst trying to be a mum and not really having anyone else at home to, to help me. Mm-hmm. I guess you also have to train because of your how it helps your mind, how it helps your body. And it's almost who yeah. you are, right? Because you're like the worst Wonder Woman. So <laughs> <laughs> as, as we call you. So for you, that that's also keeping the mind ticking over, keeping you... Yeah. It, it probably makes you a better mum, right? Because if you don't train and exercise and eat right, you don't... You can't be a good mum, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. For me, it's... Um, it's yeah massively like part of my routine um training is a non-negotiable for me and I know that and I work with and specialize with now working with women busy women and busy mums who really struggle to find the time to to exercise and to eat right and obviously do all the things that I'm very much used to doing so I think I've just built it back into our routine um I train consistently every week without fail and if I cannot get to the gym, I do things at home. And obviously I know that I have the knowledge and experience with that, but um, yeah, it's a non-negotiable for me. And it really does help with not just my routine, but how I'm feeling in myself. And yeah, I really believe that transfers across to how I am as a mum and in other areas of my life as well. Well, someone we both know very well would say, how you do one thing is how you do everything, right? yeah yeah definitely yeah so that's a great little point moving to like busy women who are professionals we both have a very similar niche I think in that way so how do you help the ladies you work with make looking after themselves a priority um so like I always say routine is important um and being consistent with that routine. And I'm not saying it needs to be, you know, an, a, f- a full packed, you know, routine, but I mean, if you're committing to making physical and mental changes for, you, for yourself, you need to be consistent doing that. Um, and that's probably the, the one thing that prevents people from getting to where they want to be mm-hmm. in, in any area of life is being consistent. Mm-hmm. And so I do, yeah, I do try and get that across to the ladies I work with. And it doesn't always mean that you're going to smash three sessions a week. Like life happens. Mm -hmm. Things come in, fall into the way of you getting things done sometimes. But trying to work around those obstacles and maybe that might mean changing your session today. Maybe you can't do it today, but you can do it tomorrow. Maybe that means you need to get some walking in. Um, make adjustments elsewhere but you know try and be as as routine and as consistent as possible so we I think it sounds like we both got a very similar outlook it's like what can you do rather than what can't you do is that the the mindset you take yeah yeah definitely and something is always better than nothing you Mm. you can't you can't get to the gym you can't you haven't got time to do an hour workout that that's fine that's Mm. you're busy what can you do instead it's going to help you 
one thing that's always interested me, and obviously maybe it's because I'm a man, I don't know, but I guess the ladies that I work with and you probably see the same is that they'll always put work and children above everything. Yeah. And that's probably what holds them back, right? Yeah, yeah. And I know it must be, I mean, obviously I'm new to being a mum, so sometimes it can be easy to look in on the outside and not understand why people are doing that. Um, Mm. For me, obviously I only can speak on my own experience, but if I'm physically and mentally well, whatever it takes for me to be that, um, makes a difference to everything else I do. Like my business is better. My business functions better. Um, life is better. Uh, the baby, I feel, is happier. Maybe I'm not as tired. Maybe I'm not as stressed because I'm doing certain things. So, you know, my how I am with her, mm. it, it transfers across. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah, so for those that, you know, prioritise their health last, you know, it needs to be higher up that list because if it impacts every other area of your life, you know, mm. their work life, their life being a parent. Got it. And obviously your little one's going to grow up seeing you doing what you do, right? So, yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be amazing for her, right? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, she's already, um, she's already been to the gym like hundreds of times if I don't have her with me um members at the gym the other PTs they're all like you know where's the baby (laughs) we're waiting for the baby to come in yeah she's already that's an environment she's already comfortable in Mm. and you know she loves it she sits there and just watches what everyone's doing probably thinking like what are you doing at this time of morning (laughs) but um yeah it's an environment that she's already really comfortable being in but I know for, for you know for others they may not want to be taking their little one to, to the gym. For me, it's just really important in helping myself um, and my own well-being. Yeah, I think there's there's often a line where people say like the gym is their time. Yeah. Um, so, and I get that. I can see why that happens. But I, I also think it's important to let your children see what you do and why you're doing it because it's important. Because I think if you hide it too much, they don't see the benefit and they don't want to they won't follow in your footsteps yeah yeah and um you know a lot of the time she's often she's with me and I have to you know work out around her being with me I do try and time it so that she sleeps and sometimes that works but then sometimes you know they don't do what they what you want them to do all the time and then there's times that um you know she's she's been with other family members so that I've been able to work out or get some work done mm. so you know that the, the, then that's been nice that I haven't had to you know worry about her being there and um yeah so it's just getting a balance and I know that that's the hardest thing not not everyone has a support network around but there there are ways to still um get things done and, and it, I guess that goes back to what can you do rather than what can't you do? Because I think that's the thing that holds people back is they're so focused on, well, I can't go to the gym four times a week. I can't meal prep every day or whatever, whatever. Instead of yeah. thinking about what can you do? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, some people have the luxury of, of, I mean, before I had a baby, I had loads of time. 
um, I didn't, I didn't appreciate the time I had mm-hmm. to get things done. Whereas now I have to find the time to get those things done, if that makes sense, especially yeah. with my business, having a baby has made me more organized, um, on a business level as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, I think, forced in line with, you know, what, what you enjoy doing. I have clients who really enjoy cooking. So meal prep for them isn't an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, meal prep for me is a chore. So I've now, I now, um, eat very day to day, but I also have an understanding of calories, nutrition, and I stay on track that way. And I try to advise, you know, clients, you get those that enjoy doing that and then those that don't, I try and advise them both ways. Hmm. Um, and yeah, everyone's different. So yeah, I guess that's the key, isn't it? Is working with the individual rather than you must do this rule, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Got it. So I just want to talk about some of the myths and stuff that we that you must still hear all the time from your clients about why they can't lose weight, why can't they can't get in shape, all that stuff. Yeah. Give me some of the stuff that give me some of the juicy stuff that <laughs> clients or people around you still say that you just go, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the biggest one is I, I don't eat that much but I, I can't lose weight. I barely eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you, but they, they obviously do. They obviously, half the time it's um, um, unconscious snacking. Obviously, you know, but um, if you're not losing weight, you're overeating at some point or over consuming calories. Maybe you don't eat that much. But maybe you drink a lot of alcohol or a lot of high calorie drinks. Mm. And that's crazy. I think like, that's a really great point about the I don't eat that much but like you say it might be high calorie foods that are making them in a calorie surplus right yeah yeah um and I think that falls in line with lack of understanding and you know knowledge around nutrition Mm -hmm. do you often get people say that they don't want to track their food or they don't want to look at or do food diaries and stuff yeah yeah, and I understand that tracking your food can be time-consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked with a lot, a lot of clients that really want a flexible approach to their lifestyle. And I'm very much the same, um, which is why I highly encourage tracking. Um, I don't like eating the same meals and food every day. Mm-hmm. I like eating out. I like eating in different places. I like eating a variety of different things. I think that's normal. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm kind of like, if you can just spend a bit of time figuring out the app and, you know, actually learn how to use it, it's really going to benefit your life. But it's the same with everything. You need to learn how to do things first before you can, that you're going to, before you sometimes reap the rewards of doing it. Well, I guess it's, um, I think what's happened is, is that people have made out that tracking food is really, really like really time consuming and yeah. I, I mean I've, I've probably worked out it probably takes about two three minutes per meal if that yeah. <laughs> once you get in the swing of it right yeah and I think that's a really small price to pay to to um you know lose the weight that for lots of people and lots of you know women that you probably work with have held them back for years mm. 
spending a couple minutes around your meals to make sure you're in line with your targets is a really small price to pay. I guess it's just trying to eat in alignment with the goals you want, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, I think there's a big, a big um, stigma around tracking calories. Yes. <laughs> and it's crazy because you get people who will turn up to Slimming World once a week. That's less. So you turn up there for, I mean, your weigh-in, which may, may, which maybe should take 15, 20 minutes, but maybe you're there an hour, maybe you're an hour and a half. By the time you're chatting to other members, you've gone in to be told that you've gained a pound or you've lost lost a pound, whatever it is. Hmm. The, re- the results, I mean, some people really exceed and, and do well, yeah. but um, that's less, that's more time consuming than every day spending a couple minutes around your meals and actually being educated with your nutrition, calories, food, your own diet. But you're going to go to somewhere like that and be told by someone who isn't nutritionally qualified that you cannot exercise <laughs> and um, you've gained a pound. It's crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. And yeah, because I think what I'm seeing now, especially with the likes of you know, TikTok, Instagram and all that stuff, is this rising what's called anti-diet culture yeah and I don't know if you've seen that a lot I'm just I'm trying to get my head around it all it just sounds a bit it's almost extreme in another direction isn't it yeah yeah I've not seen a huge amount of that but then I've not spent as much time on um on some social media apps as I used to (laughs) good good Um, but um yeah it is because obesity is it's it's well it's an epidemic um it's it's massive Mm. it's affecting a lot of people um lots of people are hospitalized and well with other issues relating to their weight and even like coming out of this pandemic that we've been in those that are carrying more weight are you know there's research to suggest they're affected worse yeah so why there's this anti-dieting culture when there's a lot, there's a huge amount of people who don't understand what they're doing wrong or maybe have an addiction to food that need help. So it is, yeah, it does seem really extreme. I think um, there's still this big stigma around the world diet. I think what's happened is, oh, checking the little one. Um, what's happened is, and you know my favorite Shelly down the road, she's <laughs> she's tried really extreme methods to lose weight. So when she hears the word diet, it sets alarm bells in her head about what she's been through before. Yeah. Yeah. I and I understand that there's um it can be a negative association with that word. Um I think for people they those like Shelly down the road who have done all the extreme diets and have tried anything and everything to to lose their weight probably the last the one thing they haven't tried is to invest in somebody qualified to help them through every single step and hurdle that they're going to face yep instead of them refer you know um reverting back to past dieting behaviors so naturally it's really it's negative for them 
he's hit the nail on the head. Like, why do you think people don't reach out for help from a professional? Um, I think fear. Mm-hmm. And also what I'm experiencing lately is um, when you speak to somebody who like, yeah, a professional in that, in that area, and they tell you, you know, the cost it may take to work with them and help them and fix, not fix them, but um, to fix this issue that they might, they may have and mm. teach them. They're not willing to invest. Um, they see the cost of that. I know it's not for everyone, but then they're not willing to invest because that seems bigger than what they've already done. Where in hind- in their past, they've probably spent three times that amount on all those different fad diets that they've tried. Hmm. And also they're going to get the payoff afterwards down the track, right? So if they work with you or me or whatever, and they, they, they're going to get so many other benefits yeah. of that and they can go away and actually never have to do all that stuff they did before yeah yeah definitely yeah i think maybe 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 the issue is is that because things like personal training has almost become they've they've seen it so cheap and they think because it's all over the internet it's so easy to do oh well you know i'll I'll just five pound a week or whatever yeah yeah and that's um i had a a call with somebody this week and and i said I said that to her she she was kind of like well when do I see you and um you know I explained that this was something I used to do I used to I used to be a really really busy in-person trainer and I love the social side of it even now um mm. but I found that women were turning up to see me twice a week for one hour you know two hours a week and they weren't doing all of the things that they needed to do around that you know to to achieve the result they wanted in their diet their mindset um their health whatever it was they they weren't doing any of that because they were seeing a personal trainer twice a week yep and it's funny because you know i i'm similar to you i still i used to do loads of in person i used to do loads of boot camps and all that stuff and i i used to get upset when they'd be like greg i'm, I'm getting fitter i'm getting stronger but i just can't lose weight yeah yeah um same um they would come with the same problems that they started with because they yeah they they just weren't weren't doing I I found that and I think this was um during the whole COVID you know where we weren't actually seeing people face to face um Mm. they people were getting better results people were having to actually focus on the things that they've ignored and that you just hit a nail on the head like when I moved into kind of online coaching and nutrition coaching it was like night and day really yeah because they they didn't have the distraction of oh, I've got my two sessions or three sessions a week with Greg I can smash smash those sessions and then I can continue my other habits yeah I honestly think as well that um personal having a personal trainer became a bit of a I can't think of the right word, but became um, status symbol, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word, but Sorry. yeah, definitely. Um, I remember one of my my friends actually saying that to me. She was like, "Oh, I have a personal trainer." She was mocking 
the idea of having a personal trainer she trained with me she's like oh I have a personal trainer like I'm really up there now in life <laughs> um and it always it's always stuck in my head and I see some clients around the gym and I'm kind of like I feel like you train with that trainer because it's like a status popularity thing mm-hmm. um are you really getting your results not saying that trainer's not any good and can't help them but some people you see don't make change week on week you see them at your local gyms um you wonder why they carry on hmm. but is, is there something then in that about what you might invest in getting a transformation and, and when i say transformation a real lifestyle change mindset change physical change versus i'll just keep paying someone every week per hour and also if i don't go i don't pay them so therefore there's no risk to me does that make sense yeah yeah definitely i i i think it um masks like the issues that they have Mm -hmm. um oh it's fine i've got a personal trainer oh it's okay i got my session tomorrow so you're like you're kind of hiding the deeper insecurities Mm. and worries that you have because you've got a personal trainer like you know for that hour you feel great maybe an hour afterwards maybe you've lifted a pb and you're like you know buzzing off that but yeah it's not actually helping you with with deeper issues mm. and i think that's what we're able to do because, and especially online as well like because we can talk to people and see what's really going on whereas yeah. maybe in a pt session you can't do that you just don't have time it's crazy yeah yeah and and i've been there as well where i've been i've been back to back for hours and hours i'd have one client in one client out um i then built like group training sessions because i'd have people wanting to train at the same times Hmm. just there was only so many hours i had available so then those sessions become even busier because i'd have two or three and then that become three to four women at the same time and i'm going here giving them that 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 weight you know spotting somebody here so you don't have chance to even have conversations about you know how's your sleep how's your stress levels are you in a good mental place today you just there's no time and that is that is the magic and that's why I stopped doing personal training like I mean I've got the odd client here and there but and even then I found doing shorter workout sessions but then having 20 minutes to talk about what's going on with nutrition what's going on with this stuff yeah the massive difference yeah I've got a couple um I've got a couple of hours um I train a couple vulnerable ladies Mm -hmm. um my mum looks after vulnerable ladies and then a few of them train with me their goals they they just they're exercising so I take them through their sessions I take the baby with me um so it's quite nice for us to get out socially and and do that um but we don't have any like nutrition targets or mm-hmm. you know, they just want to move and really enjoy exercising. Um, and I have like a couple mums that, um, that I see again, it's just a case of them, them moving mm-hmm. and yeah, but we, we just, I just train them. So it's not, I don't do the clients I work with online. I work with in every area of their life. Yes. And I love that. And that's the difference, isn't it? The PT, we can, I can get you to squat better. We can get them to lunge and all that stuff and get them strong, put some muscle on. Yeah. 
but the transformation happens in the conversations that we have and the questions we ask right yeah yeah and then you know being consistent in everything they're doing letting you know that I had a client the other night I, I really didn't want to train today I've had a really long day but I dragged myself to the gym and I feel so much better for it you know mm. and her sharing that win with me I know that she's ticking off things making it part of her routine and feeling the benefits of it you know that's what's going to help you get there next time you have a really long day and you're feeling really tired you just remember the time that your session made you feel better mm, definitely awesome well like it's been so awesome to catch up with you like this is like, yeah it has been i know i know we should do we should do this again soon and we talk about there's so many other things i'm sure we can talk about from our from yeah our, yeah like, and you know a podcast is still pending on my list of things to get done um but like i said business is becoming more organized and more structured so um you know it's just a matter of time to before i, I get it out there so i'll have you on mine i would feel honored watch this space <laughs> i feel honored so candice before we go just tell the ladies who are listening where they can find you um where they can kind of look up your your details and stuff Okay, so I um, I have a free group on Facebook, which is helping busy women and busy mums create radical transformation. Um, I share loads of free advice in that group. Um, I do weekly videos and weekly freebies. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Candice Weymouth, and we'll find the link to the group on there as well. Awesome, awesome. So. Listen, we should catch up very soon. You've been awesome. I think some of the stuff we've talked about today, spot on as ever. As Thank ever. you. And let's let's do a part three. And to anyone listening to this, check out Candice's socials, leave a review, share this with other ladies who are actually trying to get the results and the changes that Candice delivers. So I'll see you soon. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. And um, yeah, it's been great to catch up. It's my pleasure. Take care. Take care.